0: Hello and welcome to Ono oh Ross and Carrie, the show where we don't just report on French science, spirituality, and claims of the paranormal, but Take part ourselves.
1: Yep, and they make the claims. We show up so you don't have to. I'm Carrie Poppy.
0: And I'm Ross Blotcher. <laughs> and we are here with an investigation I've been excited about for a very long time. Yeah? It's been requested many a time.
1: Yeah, we've definitely known about it a long, long time. It's earthing.
0: Earthing.
1: Also known as grounding.
0: Grounding. <laughs> hey, you were a grounding.
1: Oh, you're thinking of groundling.
0: Uh-oh. No, I know that was but I went m- to the
1: groundling school. That's true. Very confused. <laughs> I've got to say at the top of this episode, because I'm going to be thinking about it, I just got Invisalign and I have a tiny, tiny, tiny lisp as a result. Okay. So if my voice, I mean, I think lisp's are cute, so no complaints, but if my voice sounds a tiny bit different, that's why.
0: And also she's been studying Spanish.
1: That's true. That's true. Not Castilian, but yeah, true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you got to be ready for visiting Barcelona.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I know what earthing slash grounding is. We're going to have to pick one. I'm going to say earthing.
0: Yeah, I think I'm going to say earthing is their favored term because I'm holding a book titled Earthing.
1: With papyrus font, Yeah, you called it. (laughs) Our favorite I I was going to
0: ask you later. We were (laughs) chuckling over a SNL sketch recently in which Ryan Gosling Mm -hmm. is just pissed because (laughs) Avatar, this multi-million dollar, actually multi-billion dollar film, has- a title that's just (laughs) papyrus (laughs) avatar. (laughs) And it it really is. It is, yeah. Barely modified from the default papyrus font, which is available on every Microsoft computer. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the most popular fonts. It's the one that looks like, you know, it's trying to be kind of ancient Egyptian-y. Yeah, it looks like it belongs
1: on a scroll, which is why they call it papyrus. And
0: they make all these jokes about how you see it on Shakira merch Uh and off-brand tees.
1: And my mom's letters.
0: Oh, she uses papyrus a lot?
1: Yeah, my mom will often, she sends me a lot of holiday packages, and in them she'll include little notes, and the notes are typed and printed, and they are in papyrus font.
0: Of course they are. Mm. Well, better than Comic Sans. Uh, my wife and son have been irritated with me lately because I've been on this real kick of pointing out Helvetica. Mm. I just thought it was important that Andrew understand how pervasive Helvetica is. <laughs> okay. And so I pointed out in business titles Signage, just wherever okay. we see Helvetica. And I don't we, know
1: if I'd spot Helvetica anywhere in any context.
0: Okay, well, it's all around you. Okay, <laughs> <And> kind of. <laughs> once you learn how to spot it, it's ubiquitous, sure. and you know it's such a brilliantly balanced font. There's a reason everybody uses it. You know, it's just kind of it's sort of the default. It's like the cleanest, uh, mm. clearest expression of the English forms. But of course, then it becomes overused. Anyways, I think both of them are just sick of me pointing out Helvetica at this point, and making them watch documentaries about Helvetica, and so then we watch that SNL thing. And they're like, I think there's something wrong with you. You find this so funny. <laughs> and then I got this book, this earthing book, and I showed it to Andrea's Like, does that look familiar? He's like, Oh my goodness, it's that avatar
2: font.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Danny Barwella over at Max Fun, and also host of Candy Crushers. Yes. Also very interested in fonts. If you ever want to talk to him, oh. I call him li- little lord font boy. Yes.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Danny, it's on. Let's have a conversation.
1: He brought it up like one time, but apparently it's a big deal so i've just logged it in my mental uh rolodex of yeah. things my friends
0: I'm like. a medium level font nerd you know okay. i i studied graphic design for yeah. a while i've lived a fair amount in the world of fonts but i was proud of myself when you're not
1: like a font up them <laughs> Correct. Got it.
0: I was proud of myself though when Andrew pointed at a sign, a GameStop, and he asked, Well, what font is that? And I said, Oh, that looks like Impact to me. And then I looked it up and showed him, Oh, yeah, see? Look, wow. it's Impact. Yeah. Wow.
1: I feel like I had had
0: Impact as yeah. a father.
1: <laughs> well, I don't care about fonts. Okay, well, but... let's
0: talk about <laughs> electrons. You <laughs> okay. care about electrons? <laughs> I guess
1: I care Do about Do you care fonts, about inflammation? Then, actually, All three of the things you've mentioned so far, fonts, electrons, (laughs) and inflammation, are things that I feel like I don't care about, but probably actually do Mm. and am taking for granted.
0: That's right. And if you aren't convinced of that already, we've got a book for you. We've got a movie. We've Mm -hmm. got a magazine. Mm -hmm. We've got a website. We've got all kinds of media.
1: YouTube channel.
0: To tell you about the importance of earthing.
1: Yes. Now, what is earthing? Because we know what grounding is. That's when your kid is misbehaved. But earthing, Mm -hmm. that is when... Well, there's kind of two versions. The original, the OG earthing is you go and you stand on the earth. You take your shoes off. You take your socks off. You get your feet in contact with the ground.
0: The skin of your bare feet touching Mm -hmm. the-
1: You freaking hippie. The earth. Yep. Yep.
0: Like they did back in the Paleolithic times.
1: Yeah, and people still do now. But yeah, uh uh-huh.
0: That's earthing. That's OG earthing.
1: That's, yeah, the original earthing. And- Now there is a more industrialized earthing as well. So once the heroes of this earthing movement realized that it was very important to touch your feet to the ground. Mm-hmm. And this was missing from modern life. They figured out a way to get around that problem. Uh, what's actually good and beneficial about touching the ground is that you are absorbing the electrons from the sun that have been absorbed into the ground, and then they come into you, ah, and that is good.
0: We have a mechanism.
1: And so Clint Ober, yes. the godfather of this movement, He said to himself, well, I could patent that. I can Mm -hmm. make grounding devices for humans. (laughs) Right. Then you can just plug them in at home and use them at home and you don't even have to go gosh darn outside.
0: Because you could tell people, just go enjoy some sun and and put Mm -hmm. your feet in the ground, which, you know, he does. But you can't sell products that way.
1: Nope. And if you're inside you can't do that.
0: Yeah, and we'll hit on some of the products and how, you know, for example, most people don't sleep on the ground outside but maybe it's important that you get the benefit of grounding while you're asleep. Yeah. We have a solution. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you you summed it up well. Essentially, we've identified a problem. Mm -hmm. People in the modern world, they're cut off from nature. Mm -hmm. This is the cause of all of these diseases and the cause of that is inflammation.
1: Inflammation.
0: Which, you may remember as the prime culprit in our Wim Hof series.
1: Yeah, there's quite a bit of overlap.
0: Indeed. And in fact, I was able to find some videos of people talking about Wim Hof versus earthing Mm. or Wim Hof plus earthing. Checks um, out. Or one is kind of like the extreme version of the other. You know, you could go jump in a cold pond or you could buy this mat and place your feet upon it. Same thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was thinking about Wim Hof as I was watching a documentary about earthing this week because- there was a lot of mention of the autonomic nervous system. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't clear at all whether my autonomic nervous system is supposed to be revved up and active at all times, and that's something I want, or calmed down and placated (laughs) at all times, and that's something I want. I felt like talking heads were telling me both things, and all I knew was like, it does something with the autonomic nervous system, and we want it to do the thing that it does.
0: Fair enough. I've got to say, also, I'm pretty surprised because... At least in my recollection, when I'd first kind of looked at earthing, I thought I remembered all the explanations being in terms of ions and negative ions and positive ions. I must have been thinking about something else, because in the book, it's not even listed in the index. I haven't seen any mention of ions. I mean, it's the same concept. They're talking about electrons and the flow of electrons. I don't know if you encountered any talk of ions, but...
1: I don't think so far. There's Mm -hmm.
0: plenty of other science-y language.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we kind of divvied up the work here, and now we're going to trade after this episode and continue but i just this week watched the official grounding earthing documentary Mm. and i also was using a pad we got that plugs in and then you stand on it you're supposed to stand on it for 15 minutes a day if possible uh so i've been using that this week so i was Delving into the literature, I think a little bit less than you, but at least in the documentary, the talk is pretty much exclusively about electrons, and ions.
0: Okay. Not um, that
1: I could tell you the difference.
0: Well, I mean, an ion is just a, a compound or atom that is either positively or negatively charged.
1: Oh, right. Okay. Now remembering
0: that. It's another way of stating the same thing. We have a transfer of electrons happening or about to happen. Got it. So the first product that we bought for this adventure was back in 2019.
1: Hey, wow. Yeah. Pre-COVID.
0: We've had this for a while. Yeah. So a little over two years. Uh, So we were planning to do this quite a while ago. It was just something where we thought, ah, we've got to do earthing. And what inspired me at the time was uh, my buddy Drew, not to be confused with your fiance Drew, Mm -hmm. who is also my buddy mm-hmm. but i have a friend mm-hmm. named drew
1: he's your work boyfriend isn't there a joke about that <laughs>
0: that's right yeah um cara okay. jokes about my man crush on drew because he's just such a like soul and we just love to hang out all the time and Cara's like oh go hang out with your boyfriend <laughs> he wrote me one day uh by texting and asked, hey, have you guys ever played around with this whole earthing thing mm. and you could tell he felt silly admitting this to me but he oh, was sure. also curious about my input and he was putting all these qualifiers around it. You know, it makes me feel better. I understand it might be nonsense, mm-hmm. but I have this blanket that I use. And I don't know, it makes me feel great. I plug it into the wall and nice. I feel like I sleep better. I was like, well, great. That's good. Keep That's using just it. an
1: electric blanket. <laughs> Are you feeling very warm?
0: (laughs) It's a grounded blanket. But um, I said, well, that's cool. You know, he had offered to lend it Mm -hmm. to us. And I said, well, hold on to it. I I can buy some of these too, but I'd love to hear any follow up from you. And uh, I texted him recently just to see if he's still using it. And I haven't heard back yet. Uh, I'll report if I hear anything. So yeah, the first thing I bought was that mat that you've been using. And it's the same thing as a yoga mat.
1: It feels a lot like a yoga mat.
0: Like kind of squishy foam.
1: Yeah, very very soft, uh, multi-purpose rubber. I guess it's not rubber. Why would I say rubber? There's no way it's rubber. We hate rubber <laughs> in this world.
0: Poly polyurethane. That's what it is. And it's black on one side and a lovely cerulean blue on the other.
1: It looks a bit like a yoga mat. This one, at least, is more. Porous mm-hmm. than a yoga mat. So you stand on this thing in dirty feet, it is going to make like a big old imprint at your
0: feet. <laughs> okay. So
1: you, you got to wash your feet before you use that. I tried to clean it after use and get some of my gunk off there, but it is permanently foot stained.
0: Okay. Uh, I had used it for a while at the office. I had it, yeah, pre-COVID times, it was just sitting by my desk and every now and then I'd roll it out. But I found that it was very awkward to explain when coworkers would come by and I'm standing barefoot
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, at my desk and typing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I ended up not using it that often.
1: That makes sense. I work from home and my coworkers are a dog and a cat and <laughs> they are very into the mat. But they love they it. W- oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, especially my cat, Golly. She keeps walking up to it and laying on it. And I kept thinking, yeah, I see why people think their animals love these. Mm. But the thing is, if Even you have if a cat, it's not plugged in. In. It's been plugged in the whole time. I was wondering that, and okay. I still haven't bothered to test it. But anybody who has a cat will also tell you: you put anything down. And they're like, this surface is for me. Right.
0: Yeah, it could be smooth, soft, cold, or hot. I gotta lay myself across this (laughs) surface. That's what I do. She seems
1: interested in it, so I am interested in it. And when we lay out our actual yoga mats, you know, and use them and then forget to roll it up right away. She's also like, Yeah, (laughs) comes in lace. Oh,
0: and those aren't plugged in.
1: No, sir, they don't plug in.
0: So they will have silver thread Mm. spaced throughout it to act as a conductor. Yeah. But then at the side, there's like a little metal stud. So I I assume I assume they're little silver filaments spread throughout this mat, which is that
1: would make sense.
0: It's like about a foot wide and maybe four feet long. Yeah. And then there's like a little metal stud on the one end of it. And then that is connected to a very long cable.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I was noticing that when I plugged it in, I was like, wow, you can really move this around wherever you want it.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. like uh, 15 feet or something. So Yeah.
1: It's long, pro- but very thin, the cable itself, very
0: tiny. Mm-hmm. So you're probably going to have a bunch of spooled, very thin wire. And then at the terminus, it plugs into one of your normal-looking electrical plugs Mm -hmm. with three prongs. But it's a little different in that two of the prongs are made of plastic.
1: Mm. Oh, I didn't even notice that. What would
0: normally be your hot and your neutral Those are essentially just invalidated. Those are to help it hold onto the wall. But the one metal piece is the circular one at the bottom. So when you think of an outlet and has that little surprised face, Mm -hmm. the little mouth (laughs) of the surprised face is your grounding connector. And so that's where this is connecting. And then you've got two plugs. So if you have multiple earthing devices you can then connect both of them to that ground
1: wow. on
0: the front side. I didn't
1: even notice all that was happening, yeah.
0: Now, what they also send, which I didn't have for you when I gave you the mat, but I should have because everything you buy from Earthing.com comes also with one of these outlet detectors. Oh! Now, this one has all metal yeah. on the prongs. You plug that in, and it tells you about the health Of your outlet. Oh. Essentially, this is a way of making sure that your house has not been incompetently wired.
1: Oh. Uh, And that came from earthing.com?
0: Yes. Okay. And it it, it came with the product, so I had it somewhere. Yeah. And I just didn't have it when I gave it to you. Should I
1: try it at the plug next to me? Yes. Okay.
0: Let's let's see. How is Carrie's wiring? Okay. So there are three possible lights that could come on. One on the far left, I haven't seen because that's like the bad warning one. But oh, okay. you got the good readout. You've got a nice normal
1: yeah, electrical we're outlet. Rounded.
0: This seems a little wasteful to me to make so many of these things that will be used. Once.
1: I mean, maybe you would carry it around.
0: Oh, if you're going to hotels or something and unfurling your mat. uh, Yeah, so there's multiple options here. Is it open ground? Is it open neutral? Is it open hot? Did they get the hot and the ground reversed? Did they get the hot and the neutral reversed? Or is it correct? Which yours was. Right. And mine is. And then you get both the lights. So there we go. Okay. Got a little tester.
1: I feel like at this point we should explain what grounding is.
0: Yes. The
1: grounding of electrical
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Back in the olden days, and you've probably seen outlets like this, you had essentially just two prongs. Mm -hmm. And one was the hot, and that's usually on the right or the smaller of the two prongs. And that's where the actual electricity comes from. That's the flow. But by plugging in both of those, you complete a circuit. That's how electricity works. You've completed a circuit. So now the electricity is going to flow and come back to its source. And so the neutral on the left-hand side that completes the circuit, technically that is a ground as well Mm. uh, because there's no charge placed across it. But it's that pathway back. Uh For safety, they added that additional grounding connector because... Sometimes, let's say, I don't know, you plug something in the wrong way or a wire gets crossed and it touches the side of your fridge or your microwave or something like that. And then you touch the side of that thing. All of a sudden, zam, you get blasted with electricity there's a huge spark you, mm. you maybe kill yourself you know mm-hmm. it's that could be really dangerous if just wires are in the wrong place or you touch the wrong thing
1: so it's the little backup guy
0: is a little backup guy right oh, okay and theoretically if all is going well that little backup guy runs down to back to kind of the same place everything else is going but it continues on to a big copper rod that's driven into the ground like mm. physically like eight feet deep mm-hmm. and then and that can disperse excess electrons. So, uh, ah, in that moment before the breaker catches yeah. this spike and, and shuts it all down, you can be saved because the electrons are going to determine, at least more of them are going to determine, oh, this path to this copper wire is a broader and better path oh, right, for us,
1: path of less resistance than
0: through Carrie's body. Yeah. So, okay. Sarah's a safety feature. Uh, wow.
1: Thanks for explaining the other thing. I probably should have known <laughs> when I was eight, but.
0: You got it. And, you know, not always do people actually have the eight-foot grounding rod. It's supposed to be there, but sometimes sometimes it's just an extra conduit back to that original source, your power box, uh, mm-hmm. before it goes to the transformer. And it still functions kind of the same way. It's still a way to diffuse that electron flow across a broader area instead of carry
1: now yeah, yes and, and knock on wood my dad when i was a kid i remember him a few times breaking off that bottom part that grounding part and yeah. thinking that doesn't seem good oh no but he would do it you know if like if the plug in the wall didn't have the thing he oh would right. be like well this isn't technically required right and break it off and it'll work and now yeah. i see i mean it's probably not the Best call in the world, but now I see at least what the logic was.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, very good. He was not trying to kill anybody.
1: Well, Hmm. at least not in that instance. Uh, I'll just accuse my father of trying to murder someone on our podcast. There
0: you go. Kara often accuses her dad of trying to kill her. He left live wires sometimes on the floor, and she got got electrocuted once. She once got a nail in her foot.
1: Oh, geez. Uh,
0: She once fell down a hole that was just covered by a little bit of carpet. (laughs) She's convinced her dad was... I don't know, like a survival of the fittest kind of thing he was setting up.
1: Wow, cool. She had
0: some near misses there. So that whole package was $70 and it came with a free book, this earthing book. I don't remember it was where that was. $70 and went.
1: it came with a free book. Okay.
0: Yeah. Free when you pay $70. <laughs> that is correct. Uh-huh. It's what it says. Free book. All right. And DVD. Did it come with a DVD? I don't know. Uh-oh. You know what? I think it Called came- them. What it came with, I think, was this free movie pass.
1: Oh, damn. Okay. The,
0: the earthing movie, The Remarkable Science of Grounding. I think you know- Exactly what that free movie pass does for you.
1: Takes you to the YouTube video I've (laughs) already watched. That is correct. Great. A one
0: hour, 15 minute documentary that is free to watch on the internet has like 2.6 million views (gasps) or something. I'm
1: noticing something very interesting about this. Yeah? It says featuring Amy Smart, an actress, Meryl Hemingway, a famous actress as well, Mm -hmm. and Deepak Chopra, MD. And while it is true that Deepak Chopra appears on screen, yes, my impression from the Cutting of the footage was that that was like fair use usage of him, that he wasn't ah. actually commenting on their particular science or product. I might be wrong about this, but it's just sort of the impression I got from the way it was used. That's a very good so, point. Funny to put, to put him as like one of the top three names, if I've got that right.
0: Sure. I'm sure he'd have no problem with it. More advertising for me.
1: Perhaps. I mean, unless he's used to getting um money from such things.
0: So, yeah, your kit comes with the mat, the book, and Movie Pass. And And the outlet tester and then the little box that you plug into the outlet with the plastic prongs and the one grounding prong and then the very long ass cable that connects that to your mat.
1: Long ass cable.
0: So then we also bought for $90 an earthing wearables kit that has that same outlet tester, the same book, the same movie pass, the same little like plug in thing. But it had an orange cable.
1: Ooh, Okay.
0: And some orange socks that have little metal attachments for you to put the cable on. And these cuffs that you could wear around both your ankles and your wrists. And that was the wearables kit for $90. Uh Carrie and I are not sure what happened to that. It was in my trunk for a long time. I think I gave it to her at some point.
1: It's totally possible.
0: Neither of us know where it ended up.
1: Yeah, sorry if that was me.
0: (laughs) So so for a long time, we've kind of had this and we keep saying, oh, we should do the earthing thing. And I've tried it out a little bit. So we thought, well, let's get another piece of equipment so we can sort of try out the wearable thing. So while Carrie was using the mat... I was wearing the large body band kit for $89. Hmm. They weren't selling that wearables kit anymore. You couldn't even buy it.
1: Oh, wow. So So we couldn't replace that. Got
0: discontinued for some reason.
1: Oh, man. I'm sure I'll find it among my things in five years.
0: And we'll have another earthing
1: (laughs) series. So
0: this is all of the same components except now the metal doodad, the long cord, connects to this... Oh,
1: yeah. It looks like a taekwondo belt. Now, tell
0: me, Carrie, when you think of earthing...
1: Which I do often.
0: And someone was to say, Carrie, what are some good earthy colors that I could use for this product? What kind of colors would you think of as earthy?
1: Earth tones. So, I would think of oh, like... Oh, there's
0: like a term for tones.
1: <laughs> I would think of like a chocolatey brown, yeah. olive, mm. um, maybe like a rust reddish yeah. orange. Oh,
0: those would be beautiful colors.
1: Uh, like sand, you might call it. Like a... You You know, a taupe or a mm mauve is mauve the same? I don't even
0: know. No, mauve is like uh, muted purpley red.
1: Oh, okay. Maybe that. I don't know. Yeah, something that that could be the color of a rock.
0: Okay. Well, what color is this band?
1: It's a very pretty orange. It's like a saffron.
0: Yeah, but I would say just a shade too bright bright. and energetic to be earthy.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I just
0: think it's a strange choice. Yeah, I get that. And actually that blue, that blue is pretty electric.
1: Yeah, that's true, isn't it?
0: Why aren't they going with earthy tones? Yeah,
1: that's interesting. It just
0: feels off brand. You think you want those exactly like you were describing, these loamy, rich greens.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Earthy browns, whatever.
1: (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Whatever.
0: So it's adjustable. And I don't know, Carrie, try putting that on some part of your body and tell me about your experience. (laughs)
1: This is this is what we call trust.
0: So there is Velcro. Okay. There is like a little metal catch that so this band adjusts okay. through.
1: I'm going to put it on like a blood pressure monitor on my arm.
0: That's a very good idea. Let's see how that works for you. Because, of course, you want to get a nice, you know.
1: Mm, I already see a problem.
0: <laughs> yeah, Carrie's discovering mm. the issue. Now, it's supposed to be worn. Oh, it worked. Okay. Did you get it to connect and stay? Yeah. Okay, good.
1: Enough. But yeah, so we're using Velcro to attach it, and the receiving Velcro, if you will, is Mm -hmm. sort of short- in stature, <laughs> and so it eh, you run out of it very quickly.
0: Yeah, there's a Goldilocks zone that doesn't fit most people's arms mm-hmm. or ankles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to find kind of a meaty part of your body, but not too meaty, because I tried putting it around my belly, and that stretched it to its utmost capability. Oh,
1: interesting. Okay, so I was going to ask, you said something like large body something, and that's not like the size of the unit. That's just... There's well, only one. One size fits all. Okay, got it, got yeah. it.
0: But yeah, it just seemed kind of huh. awkwardly spaced, so it fits... Yeah, for sure. fits well around like a thigh okay, or even around a calf uh-huh. uh, but the belly is too thick it also recommends putting it on body or your belly that's right it <laughs> also recommends putting it on your head so I wore it on my head <laughs> and sent me a
1: photo of that yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: I said carry a picture and it just doesn't look good <laughs> I
1: thought it looked great
0: so the other feature of this thing is that it has a metal plate that connects to your skin that's the real action area and on the other side of that plate is the connector for the thing that goes to the wall
1: is this plugged in now
0: it is not you want me to plug plug it in in? baby we got a long cable
1: yeah of course we do
0: carrie's plugged it in and okay how you feeling carrie's flexing her bicep
1: i'm feeling the same roughly the same i was thinking this with the pad like if this were doing nothing Mm -hmm. i would have no sense of that if it were plugged or unplugged there's no way i'd know
0: it's funny you should say that
1: thank you (laughs) I have Wait, nothing. why is it funny I should say that?
0: I don't know, because it's true. Okay. It's funny because it's true. <laughs> yeah, I've now slept with it quite a few times, and yeah, can't tell the difference. I'll unplug it, and
2: uh-huh. same thing.
0: I've just got something wrapped around my leg, and if I try to flip over in bed, I have to be conscientious of this because I could get wrapped up in this cord. Thankfully, oh, sure. it's alone.
1: Oh, yeah. Definitely don't use this around like a baby or a small animal.
0: Oh, good point. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It was better than wearing that penis clamp at night.
1: (laughs) I bet. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: So on that scale,
1: that's a different investigation, everybody.
0: It's a pleasure. Yeah. I don't know how you would be able to tell. And as I was mentioning earlier, it's got the metal plate, which is supposed to be touching your skin. So when you wear it around your forehead, that means you have to Have that metal plate against your forehead. Your third eye. Right. It's not going to be any good on the side of your head or the back, unless I guess you don't have hair there.
1: Because it has to touch skin to conduct. Right. Okay, got it. And
0: so then you have this cable essentially just hanging down over your nose (laughs) and constantly in your vision. I guess you could wear it upside down and then the cable's kind of flying back. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. uh, It's not fashionable. (laughs) It's not a good look.
1: I think it looked great. People would hardly notice it. It just blends right in.
0: we'll post that picture
1: it's only about two and a half inches wide
0: (laughs) oh shoot there's a 90 day return policy i think we're outside that window Oh shoot well we're stuck with it well Yeah, yeah you get to wear this next so i'm gonna take the mat home with me and carrie gets to wear this on her body
1: well before i tell you about the documentary should i tell you about my use of the mat yeah I guess I mostly have, but my dog and my cat love it. I've used it most days the last week or so. And one thing that I was excited about is that it said on the website and also said in the documentary that it was going to help me sleep. And because I just got the Invisalign on my teeth, I have had terrible sleep the last week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the first few days, it was like hellish pain. Oh,
0: poor Carrie. You were having hallucinations.
1: I had hallucinations by night three, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, that's how sleep-deprived I was. And I'm also reading a book called Why We Sleep about (laughs) what sleep does for your body and how important it is. And so then I was also like, oh, this sure drives it home.
0: Carrie's got it on her head now. It's a very good book.
1: Yes, Don't worry, I took a picture in portrait mode, so it'll still be very (laughs) flattering. Okay, great. So after that, I did go into REM relapse, you know, started sleeping a bunch, but my my sleep's just been off this whole week as a result. My body's all freaked out. Uh So I was like Cool. Grounding is supposed to stabilize my sleep, make me get better sleep, not wake up in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. I must report this is untrue. Oh, no. Last night, I woke up one billion times and couldn't get back to sleep. So it definitely didn't help me in that regard. Headaches have been about normal.
0: Okay. When you use it at night, this was interesting to learn, that initially he created these half mats for sleep, and the idea was to lay them out perpendicular to your body so that your feet were laying on them.
1: Mm, okay. But
0: then he said, but if your spouse or bed sharer doesn't like having that there, you can rotate it and just kind of lay on it as a mat. How did mm. you use it?
1: Um, I just stood on it. So I, oh, I gotcha. had read and heard in the documentary just to try to stand on it at mm. least 15 minutes a day. So I would do that while I was watching TV. Actually, partly while I was watching the grounding documentary. Did some stretches on it. Did some very tiny movement yoga. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they should make just a yoga mat right? that. That seems obvious.
0: They do have a lot of products. Many permutations of the kind of things we're talking about. There are blankets.
1: Bioenergyproducts.com
0: oh. has
1: something called grounding yoga exercise mat workout while grounding there it is okay somebody thought it up
0: my goodness they've thought of everything there's the starter kit there's the mini starter kit there's the elite mattress cover kit only 300 bucks oh wow the price <laughs> That's is elite. A, a steal there's a sleep mat kit there's an elite pillow cover kit uh, there's a auto seat a kit there's a chair mat kit
1: this is really interesting because Clint Ober is the patent holder on the grounding products we have. Okay. And I'm curious whether bioenergyproducts.com or these other grounding things, how they're getting around that, or if they're paying him a patent fee. Oh, maybe. But If only
0: we could ask him.
1: I've looked at the patent filings, mm-hmm. and you know, patents are so funny because it'll be like, I've patented this one very specific way that I've organized mm-hmm. these particular structures, and you can't do that, but someone could potentially just like make enough tweaks that's not exactly right. that anymore.
0: It's like God saying, I promise I'll never destroy the earth by flood again.
1: Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but he could still kill you with water jets. Sure. Or fire.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, there's also a throw kit, 200. $139. Man, what a premium on these things. Throw
1: a blanket? Yeah. Okay.
0: Maybe that's what my buddy had. It feels like the number of products have expanded and contracted over time.
1: Mm -hmm. Like a heartbeat. Wow. That's beautiful. Thank you.
0: So, okay. So, didn't fix your sleep? Did it save you 50% or more on car insurance?
1: (laughs) Not yet. Jesus. Here's hoping. But speaking of goods and services. Which you sort of were. Yes, I was. One of my favorite services is a website for making websites.
0: Whoa, that's so meta.
1: I know, right?
0: Probably generates meta tags.
1: I should hope so. Pretty basic service of a website. <laughs> yeah, it's like a mommy website that produces little baby websites. Anyway, yeah, it's tell called- me more. Squarespace. Squarespace. Oh my God. Squarespace is so great. Whether you are a jewelry designer or a clothing designer or a producer or an agency or a fine artist or a real estate broker or a gamer or an accessory. You are going to love making your website on squarespace.com.
0: You could be all of those things. And you know, Carrie, a dream is just a great idea that doesn't have a website yet. Wow. Make it a reality with Squarespace.
1: Yeah, what a beautiful thought. A dream is just a great <laughs> idea that doesn't have a website yet.
0: That's right. And you can create a beautiful website to blog or publish content. Mm -hmm. You can promote your physical or online business.
1: You can announce an upcoming event or a special project.
0: Also, Squarespace gives you beautiful templates created by world-class designers.
1: World-class people. And they have powerful e-commerce functionality. So if you want to sell your own products, you can do it.
0: And there's a new way. Carrie, to buy domains. Over 200 extensions. Oh, heck. Yeah. That's
1: a lot of extensions. Mm-hmm. And they have 24-7 Stevie Award winning customer support. The prestigious
0: Yeah, Stevie. Stevie. You've got me interested now.
1: <laughs> so check out scorespace.com slash ono for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code ono oh, to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain.
0: Fantastic. Well, Carrie, if we're talking about Awesome things that people should sign up for. Mm -hmm. We should mention the game that I am currently playing on my phone.
1: Oh, that's why you're distracted.
0: Well, I logged in and they gave me one of these mega boosts, which you almost never get. Like they're really hard to get and they're really valuable. You can play the game way better and easier and get all of these advancements. It's like I want to like focus and play the game now.
1: And the game is Best Fiends! Best fiends! That's right.
0: So, yeah, this is a super fun game, free to download, and I've been playing it for a long time now, and I've got lots of friends who listen to the podcasts they've all been adding me
1: oh that's fun so
0: yeah super fun game and uh, now I'm hooked and playing
1: sounds like a real casual mobile puzzle game
0: that's an amazing description of it yes okay fun little games with fun little characters and yeah it's problem solving but it's not too stressful or anything like that
1: it's too bad that they only have 99 million downloads though
0: oh no Carrie actually there are a hundred million downloads
1: whoa exactly a hundred million That's amazing. At least. Wow. Wow. Over 100 million.
0: Never you fear.
1: Downloads. You know, as a kid, we didn't play for the sake of winning prizes most of the time. (laughs) It was about having a good time, doing things, never wanting the fun to end, and Best Fiends leaves you feeling refreshingly Challenged. Do you agree, Ross?
0: Absolutely. And this is something I'll play while I'm watching a movie. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. When you just kind of need just a little something extra for your brain to do. Exactly.
0: Yeah. It's not super distracting. It doesn't use the language center of your brain. Okay. For me, that's the cutoff for multitasking.
2: Yep. If you're
0: engaging my language center, I can't think about anything else.
1: Yeah. When people tell me that they'll listen to our show while like typing something, I'm like, what?
0: Yeah, I would just start typing what we were saying.
1: Exactly. I would start transcribing the show.
0: (laughs) Yeah, pretty much.
1: Anyway, what was your favorite game? Like, did you have a favorite board game or puzzle or anything growing up as a kid? Oh, that's a good
0: question. I played a lot of board games with my sister, Jeanette. There's a bunch that are coming to me, but I'm thinking of a game called Twixt.
1: Oh, okay. Not familiar. It was
0: really fun. Yeah, you had to build up little pegs on this board and then connect them with these little plastic connectors that would give you, essentially like in um, Settlers of Catan, The Longest Road. Essentially, Uh that is the game is to try to build the longest road, essentially, and stop the other person from doing it. How about you? What did you play?
1: I mean, I love chess now, but I didn't learn it as a kid. As a kid, the thing I think I played the most was a game called Set. Do you know Set? Uh -uh. Uh-uh. I,
0: I know I've seen it, game. but yeah. it's one where like if you brought it out, it would be like, oh, how do you play that? I don't think I. I actually... think you'd
1: like yeah. that quite a bit. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll show it to you sometime. But anyway, similar thing doesn't activate the language center in your brain at all. you gotcha. Just, I mean, I, I guess unless you're sort of narrating it to yourself. But anyway, I love a good game. Me too. And best fiends is just the right amount of challenge and strategy.
0: I used to be a real like PC gamer. I'd play like big epic games, but I just you find... try not
1: to offend any. Anybody. <laughs>
0: That's right. Yeah. Yes. You PC got culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the correct use of that uh <laughs> acronym. Exactly
1: what you meant. Mm-hmm.
0: And just lately, I don't have time for that sort of thing, but I do have time for the quick game like Best Fiends. Nice. Uh, poor Carrie's just going to wait for me to finish.
1: No, it's okay. I, I mean, it's very cute. If you want to just look at a cute game that someone else is playing, you want that other person to be playing Best Fiends.
0: I've got a power boost. i got to use it. He's
1: got to use the power boost, people.
0: If you play the game, you'll see like, oh, wow, he got a power boost. That's a big deal.
1: Download this (laughs) five-star rated puzzle game, Best Fiends, free today (laughs) on the App Store or... Google Play. Play. That's
0: right. I can still use the language center of my
1: brain. (laughs) That's friends without the R. Best Best Fiends. Fiends. What if you did our show without the R's? Oh, no, os and kai. Yeah. Wouldn't be good. But Best Fiends is perfect. Well, while you're distracted, (laughs) I also have a few things I need to say to the listeners. Okay. But especially to Abby. Abby, are you listening?
0: Well, who wants to talk to Abby? Is that mom, dad, and Max?
1: Exactly. Mom, dad, and Max have gotten Abby a jumbotron! Oh my
0: goodness! They say, happy 15th birthday! We are so proud of the smart, kind, and amazing person you are.
1: You have amazed us with your perseverance through this last year plus of online learning and being stuck at home with us.
0: (laughs) At least we can always discuss our shared podcasts and enjoy whatever Ross and Carrie have been up to lately, we love you.
1: That's so sweet.
0: Oh, that's wonderful.
1: It's great to think of somebody listening to this show when they're fourteen, going on fifteen, too.
0: Yeah, that's and amazing. And what cool
1: parents?
0: Yeah, everybody's cool in this scenario. Yeah, cool parents. I, I can't cool Abby.
1: even imagine trying to explain to one of my parents how to download a podcast.
0: Even Max is cool.
1: Even you, Max. <laughs>
0: even Max.
1: Even you. We're letting
0: you into the cool club. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But while we're on the subject, um, I believe we also have a message for Priya from Alan.
0: Ah, and Alan is saying, hi, happy birthday. Hoping that depending on how well we can work out this timing, you're having, have had, will have, had a wonderful birthday.
1: (laughs) I hope we're all vaxxed up and able to have a big fun party, but if not, Let's just ride bikes around the neighborhood and find an outdoor spot to have a glass or a couple of glasses or a bottle of wine. Love ya.
2: Aw,
0: happy birthday, Priya.
1: Yeah, happy birthday. Her birthday was May 14th, so she may be lucky. She may may be able to go get that glass of wine. Also, cheers to Alan. He sounds like exactly the person who listens to the show, person who needs to add seven caveats to every thought. <laughs> <laughs> he is our people.
0: We appreciate that.
1: <laughs>
0: okay, so now Ross has finally finished his Best Fiends. He is ready to pay attention again. <laughs> and he is at level. I don't know why I'm referring to myself in the third person all of a sudden.
1: I was thinking that. I was thinking, does Ross do that a lot? That's very Trumpian. No, but he rarely does. Since you're commenting on it, I guess he doesn't.
0: (laughs) I am at level 2083.
1: Damn. But
0: Carrie, what level of watching the Earthing documentary are you at?
1: Level done.
0: Hey. Hey, yeah. level complete. Tell us about it.
1: Oh, boy. Okay, so I watched all of the Earthing movie, The Remarkable Science of Grounding. Uh, it's available at Earthing.com. It's also on their YouTube channel.
0: So you can watch it too, or Carrie does it so you don't have to.
1: That's true. Yeah, you can go to Earthing.com movie. <laughs> you can use our free movie pass, which is to say you can type in that URL.
0: I feel like there is a version of Save the Cat, mm-hmm. you know, like that popular screenwriting book mm-hmm. that could be made just about how to make one of these alt-med documentaries. Oh, uh-huh. And you could base it on this film. It feels okay. like a, a kit film. Like, here's uh-huh. where you put in the the nice B-roll footage of the happy couple prancing across the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we want something that shows interconnected minds and let's get like yeah, a little CG uh-huh. fly through of a brain with connected neurons. A little bit
1: of a documentary in a box. Yeah,
0: now we want the talking head, Mm -hmm. and uh, we can use some found footage of Deepak Chopra here.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very apt- description so this movie is by josh and rebecca Tickell. it's not tickle okay
0: it's not to kill
1: tickle a A mockingbird you know that it's good because it's got those olive leaf things on the front that tell you oh "Oh, uh, this got into (laughs) some festival somewhere oh right yeah it was the audience award winner at the dances with film festival (laughs) in 2019 okay i approve of that one um Official selection for the Argentina Green Film Fest 2019. Okay. Wait a minute. Official selection that dances with Film International Film Festival. Well, I should hope so you won. You're just padding.
0: They listed that same exact film festival twice. That's right. Okay.
1: Official selection for the Bergen International Film Festival 2019. And official selection, you know it, you love it, the Sedona International Film Festival 2019. So, yeah, this is like a fairly short documentary. It's a little over an hour, but it is definitely something you got to like immediately break out your notepad oh, in order yeah. to follow if you want to give it any sort of critical eye because things just it's sort dense. of... dense. It's fast. It's dense and things fly by you in uh, language that's just sort of... It's like what I'm doing now. It's so nonspecific. <laughs> yeah, abstract. you're like, wait, what exactly were you saying there? Imprecise. Yeah, yeah. So I was taking mad notes as I went but it's made by this couple the Tickels they're a husband and wife and they also made the documentary The Big Fix which was about the Deepwater Horizon oil spill oh yeah and I don't know much about that topic and certainly not that film but that was sort of their previous bona fides okay so Rebecca believes that she was exposed to a toxic substance while making that documentary Uh presumably Corexit which is like what that movie's about that is the supposed toxic chemical of that movie, at the center of that movie. So, so any problems you, you
0: have, it corrects it.
1: <laughs> You'd think, but apparently it's bad. That all could be very legitimate. I have no idea. But okay. she says she got sick. She had skin rashes. She was told she might have trouble conceiving children as oh, a result. No. Yeah. But they had always really wanted to be parents. So they were able to conceive. Then she had a miscarriage. There's a weird moment as she's telling this story where they actually show the discharge papers from her hospital when she had her miscarriage, which seems, oh. I don't know, it just seems stra- like almost defensive to me. I don't know.
0: We but, need a visual for miscarriage. Yeah, what do you maybe, got? Maybe.
1: Maybe. And they didn't want to be I got too. this
0: paperwork. Okay. yeah Ooh, cool we'll use I mean, that
1: i admit it's hard to think of appealing visuals. so fair enough
0: hmm.
2: sad
1: yeah yeah for sure then they did get pregnant again but in utero their daughter-to-be was seen to have uh, some sort of birth defect they didn't tell us what but okay. you know some some tests revealed that and they said your daughter might not make it it was one of those stories where like the doctors are sort of treated as naysayers mm-hmm. for saying this, when probably they were just giving you they, probabilities. They
0: set the bar very low, or yeah, they gave you error bars, and you took the low bar, and that's what those mean <laughs> scientists yeah, right. doctors said.
1: But uh, their daughter was born. Her name's Athena. She was born healthy. But Rebecca, who is our our narrator through this film and who is the mother, she says, "But for two years, my daughter had chronic sicknesses, and we were in and out of hospitals almost constantly." Mm. So this is kind of the beginning of this kind of language where I'm like, okay, but what okay, what sicknesses are we talking about? Because that's gonna be important.
2: Mm-hmm. When you
1: say in and out of hospitals constantly, that could mean she had legitimate reasons to go to the hospital and needed care. It could also mean you took her to the hospital a bunch of times right. because, you know, you were scared, which is a thing parents do. You know, like there's just so many of those, yeah. like, wait, let me pause and see exactly what you said. Anyway. I'm feeling
0: so bad for doctors now. There's no wind to that situation. They have to bear the bad news. Yeah. Looks like you've got three months. And no one ever makes a documentary later saying like, and he died three months later.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Just like they say. It was actually, I was impressed. They were
0: so reliable.
1: (laughs) Also, like often the doctor had a lot to do with the person who does survive longer
0: right, uh, right. And, and gets yeah. no thanks for that it's right, just, right in defiance of the doctor trying to kill me in three months <laughs> right
1: I actually sorry to get off topic here uh <laughs> but let me tell you about a time I did that when I was in early college very much into energy medicine and things like mm. it
2: mm-hmm.
1: my friend Zach got testicular cancer And that is funny. And end of story. (laughs) Hilarious. I don't remember what prognosis they gave him that scared us, because usually that's a pretty livable disease, but there was something that kind of put a question mark over the situation. And we were like, no, we're going to defy them. And we did energy healing on him. Uh And then the cancer disappeared. And this is how we tell a story without mentioning like, also during that time he had a testicle removed.
0: (laughs) 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 And was, if you were doing energy healing, was there any waving of hands over crotches? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, you got it. That's what you do. You got it. You gotta. You gotta. Well, take that, doctors.
1: But usually what you do is you have the person, the, the patient, if you will, put his own hand over that spot. And then you wave over the hands. Oh, okay. For their Nice
0: privacy. little bit of remove. I remember yeah. Deborah King. There was a lot of crotch waving in that <laughs> particular <laughs> um, the celebration. So okay. So okay. you would retell that story and say the doctors gave him right. X amount of time without mentioning. And the doctors removed the <laughs> and testicle. And they
1: removed the testicle. And, and they were like, whew, okay, good.
0: They might have done... More than I did with my energy Definitely
1: feeling. did. Absolutely <laughs> It did. makes
0: for good storytelling. Sorry, doctors. I
1: wasn't thinking of it as manipulation at the time either. You know, this was just really how sure. the, my brain was telling the story to me. Yeah. Anyway, at this point, they're trying to figure out what's up with their daughter, what sickness is bringing her to the hospital over and over, and the doctors kind of aren't giving her answers, which again makes me think, okay, are they saying, well, actually, you know what? We're taking all our vitals. seems okay.
0: We're in and out of hospitals because they keep telling us to go home.
1: (laughs) Right. That seems possible. Maybe not. I don't know. You won't tell me. So a friend gave them a copy of a book called Earthing, which um, is the one you have there, I think?
0: Yes, ma'am. Yeah,
1: okay. By Clint Ober. Oh, and Steven Sinatra. Oh, okay. He's going to come up in this. And Martin Zucker. Yep. So they give her this copy of Earthing, and she's reading it, and she's like, Okay, this is nutty. It says that by planting your feet on the ground, your body can heal itself. Could that possibly help our daughter? And don't worry, Ross. They were skeptical. Oh, were they? Yes. Were
0: they the biggest skeptics?
1: They they (laughs) thought this sounds like a bunch of baloney. Uh-huh. But, I really
0: want to see the documentary that turns there and like, and we found out it doesn't work. In fact, <laughs> it's really oversold. I kind of want to make a documentary like that. I
1: think we already make that documentary. It just doesn't have film. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but so they decided they would consult, quote unquote, the experts. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. Okay, so now we start being introduced to the experts, and I'll do this a little out of order from how the movie does it, but we meet several people who just really make you feel very confident that this is all scientifically based. Hmm. Uh, so, for example, Stephen Sinatra, MD, yes, a cardiologist and integrative medicine specialist. So here's, here's a quote from him in the film. In simple terms, grounding is literally putting your bare feet on the ground. When you do that, you're in contact with Mother Earth, and Mother Earth is endowed with electrons. And these electrons literally absorb through your feet. It's like taking handfuls of antioxidants, but you're getting it through the feet.
0: That's a lot. Mhm. Wow, okay. Yeah, we're saying things about antioxidants and how necessary they are and then there's this underlying idea of free radicals and then you've got your electrons and ooh, we got a lot of moving pieces all of a sudden.
1: And it's like taking handfuls of antioxidants. Okay, hang on. So you're saying handfuls of like Blueberries, which have antioxidants, or are you saying literal antioxidants? Because how many would a handful be? Okay, now I'm try- Okay, now I followed that part of the sentence. Now you're <laughs> saying, I'm standing on the earth and I'm getting the same through my feet. What does that mean? So
0: do I eat the acai bowl? <laughs> Or do I spend time with my feet on the ground?
1: Right. I okay. don't know. Okay, so I looked up a little about this Sinatra character.
0: After scrolling through all of the pages about the crooner.
1: <laughs> right. I was like, I already know about that one. Sinatra is a regular on Dr. Oz, okay. of course. Yep. And I found his CV, his... He's a he's a V-10. cardiologist
0: and he sells his own supplements as well, right?
1: I believe that's right. I think he okay. does sell supplements, yeah. On his CV, he lists as his professional interest interest, vibrational and energy medicine
0: oh cool he comes up in the book which i'll talk about in our next episode and he talks about this i think q10 oh yes yeah,
1: C- chemical C- i think it's C- called.
0: okay and and that's like the thing that he thinks really helps the heart and that's kind of been his mm-hmm. pitch and product oh, okay. but he got in on the earthing train as well
1: okay yeah, I don't know much about Coenzyme Q10, though I hear about it here. Nor do there. I. Okay, so Stephen Sinatra, by the way, does have a current active license with no complaints on his records. So oh, okay. good. Just have a way. Okay, next we have Laura Conover, MD, and hmm. she is a physician, general practitioner. And she explains that grounding supports the organ systems down to the cellular level. Supports the
0: organ systems down to... Okay. I mean, that's saying something without saying anything. Yes,
1: it's saying a lot and nothing. Simultaneously That's how I kept feeling With so much of this movie
0: It helps your body Yeah That's why But then Then she doubled
1: down On the organ systems Part of the sentence Okay Saying Specifically your organs It's like Okay (laughs) As opposed
0: to Yeah
1: Okay so Okay wait Pause there Let me stop And think about that sentence Specifically (laughs) my organs Okay all right. So not Like my blood I guess (laughs) Yeah It's not Not my bones
0: What? tissues that are not necessarily part of an organ okay
1: but down to the cellular level well so that's interesting so
0: well we are made out of cells is it down to the molecular level yeah the atomic level and then
1: how are these cells knowing to only work for my organs if it's down at the cellular level because see at the conception of the human being so anyway no one
0: was ever meant to parse the film To the level you just parsed it.
1: Yeah, I know. I This thing is like 70 minutes and it took me like four hours to watch because I kept just being like, okay, wait, let me try to understand that part. Let me give you the benefit of the doubt. Um, oh, no, and
0: you haven't even gotten to Deepak Chopra yet.
1: Nope. Oh, by the way, also, she calls herself the intuition physician. Always one I want a physician That's to rely on.
0: Pretty good. <laughs> I had a chart here that I labeled inflammation information. So I feel like
1: (laughs) we're kindred spirits. (laughs) Um, Oh, I didn't even notice the rhyme. You're right. Mostly I was just like, I don't want my physician to be relying on intuition. That is a turnoff for me. (laughs) I mean- Better than my intuition. Sure. A little more informed. But I don't want that to be your main thing.
0: Yeah, that's not a good descriptor for a doctor.
1: Mm-mm. I want like the book learning physician. <laughs> I have a lot of reference materials. <laughs> oh, I kinda wanna see that now.
0: Sydney McElroy, the book learning physician.
1: <laughs> that's also something I'd have to pause and think about. The book learning physician, huh? What does she mean by that? Um, okay. Jane- Did she not
0: do her residency? <laughs>
1: Is it like is it like reading the law? How some lawyers don't go to law school; they read the law, and then you have to take a special test. Okay. Anyway, James L. Oshman is our next expert. He is a biophysicist.
0: Oh yeah, he wrote the foreword to this book, and I remember seeing that oh. term biophysicist and thinking it sounds like a squishy term
1: yeah you know what i'm looking at this and i
0: i tried reading about it It looks like there is some fields of legitimate Mm -hmm. domain tied to that term got it so i yeah i don't know It, it could be one of those things where there's sort of the squishy end and there's the firm end and i don't know where he is on it
1: totally um that seems totally possible i see that he is a pioneer in the exploration of the scientific basis for alternative medicine
0: okay Uh, Um, quite a few prepositional phrases there but okay
1: his linkedin says he has both academic credentials and a background in alternative medicine you know really you should just list your academic credentials don't just say you have them anyway Mm -hmm. um (laughs) he explains that everything in the body goes back to balance to normal when you're grounded. And then he said, and we've looked at it all. We've looked at all the parts of the body. All of them? All of them just go back to balance. Every part. Which, So now I'm like, oh, are you going to pitch this as like a cure-all? Because sure if sounds that's like true, it. yeah, right? So there's going to be lots of that where talking heads, all their implications just collide against each and other and we're just not going to deal with it.
0: Back to balance? What does that mean? Were they all balanced when you were 20 and now they've gotten out of balance? What does balance look like?
1: Uh, good point. Um, and what two things are we balancing?
0: <laughs> this is why Carrie can't
1: sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> what did they mean? <laughs> Huh, ha! what the bleep documentary really got me reeling. <laughs> okay, our next expert is apologies for the pronunciation those who speak French Satan Chevalier. Okay. He is a physicist and engineer.
0: Would you say he's an electrophysiologist?
1: No, because that doesn't it doesn't say that on his Chiron in this movie. Uh,
0: okay, well it says it on the cover of the book.
1: Oh, interesting. Well, here's my favorite quote from him in the film. yes, unbeknownst to us. We live inside a battery. Okay. That is unbeknownst to me. That is. <laughs>
0: and it still is.
1: <laughs> yeah. I did not know it. I will not be knownsting it. Um, So he actually, it turns out, they didn't say this in the film, but I was looking him up. He's a research director at SciTech Labs.
0: With whom you have communicated about Kimberly Meredith.
1: Yes. Someday we got to meet up with the SciTech Labs people. Yeah, we like cool. them. Then we have Richard Kotz. He is a statistician and former FDA biostatistician. Oh, right. And this is very interesting the way they use him. They, they're very wise about his usage in the film because basically he works for the FDA approving medical mm-hmm. devices, uh, which as we've discussed in prior episodes really means we figured out that this was safe for you to use in the way that it is Being marketed.
0: Right. If you follow its instructions, you're not going to hurt yourself. Exactly. Uh, It's not necessarily speaking to efficacy.
1: Right. So they'd pull little sound bites from him where he'd say, Oh, I'd say that like one in every 10 applications for FDA approval actually gets approved. Mm -hmm. And then that would be sort of like pulled out as like a very dramatic number, you know? but
0: this got FDA approved. Right. Whoa. That means
1: it works. And it's like, oh, who knows how many of these things are submitted? And then someone follows up on them or, you know. Mm -hmm. And anyway, as you said, it doesn't speak to efficacy at all. So he is the senior research medical scientist at North American Science Associates and he will be used a lot like they definitely seem to think like he's sort of their uh okay nail in the coffin or Whatever the brighter metaphor is, so his connection to this though is that his elderly mother had a heart problem and needed an artery cleaned out. Okay, but she's quite elderly. He didn't actually say her name, but based on how old he looks and then her being in the movie, I would That's say she's probably in her nineties.
0: Sounds like she has an organ that needs help on the cellular <laughs> level. <laughs>
1: exactly. But so he's like, I didn't want her to keep doing invasive surgeries. You know, she's mm-hmm. really old. Yeah, makes sense. So he found out about earthing. But Ross, he was skeptical.
0: Oh, well, that's a good place to start.
1: Yeah. (laughs) But he thought, well, it won't hurt her, but it probably won't help her. Okay. But you know what? I'll have her sleep on it for one night.
0: Did he sleep on it first and then he had her sleep on it?
1: Are you using sleep on it as yes. a synonym for think about it? Okay. Yes. <laughs> I think he got one right away. Oh, okay. Uh, but he had her sleep on the pad for one night. And then as an aside, he says, and this is a woman who was having trouble hitting a forehand in tennis when she had been playing tennis for 70 years and she had no trouble the next day. <laughs> she's 90. <laughs> she-
0: uh, okay, but he's saying there was a rapid like, worsening. Well, one day
1: she's having trouble with her forehand. Fine. Okay, but he had never seen any response like this for any device or drug. Whoa. Yeah. And now she's 94. Okay. So they do say her age. Now she's 94 and doing great. She's playing tennis again. And he says, we attributed this all to the earth thing. Okay. Okay. You certainly can. (laughs) And then he says, this is the biggest medical development that I've seen in the field in my five decades in public health and my three decades in the clinical trial field in medical devices. I just have a hard time believing this is a placebo effect. Okay. As long as you have a hard time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He stated his certainty on this. So I'm I'm happy. I'm going to buy some.
1: Yeah. He's from the FDA. Now, of course, we got to get... Dr. Joseph Mercola up in this movie. Of course we do. <laughs> so do you want to explain who he is?
0: Yeah, it's funny. I was just texting a work associate, not someone who I work with at my work, but who I've interacted with. And he keeps sending me links to Joseph Mercola websites, podcasts, podcasts. And saying, well, I don't know about this whole mask wearing thing and I don't know oh, about no. what they're telling us about the virus and I'll try to talk him down. And recently I sent him this list where they had found sort of the dirty dozen, the 12 people who were responsible for like 65% of the vaccine misinformation out there. Oh, yeah. Number oh. number one on the list, Joseph Mercola. I believe it. So he has his own website and kind of media empire. That he's built that relays bad health information to the public. Mm -hmm. That's his whole deal, is making you suspicious of true expertise. And the last time I was on the site reading one of those articles that my buddy sent me, I was uh, this really gut-punched me. They had a little graphic that said that this was fact-checked. Oh, okay. And then you click on it and it says, Yeah, we look at all of our articles and all the content to make sure that it's factually correct. But you had this thing that just says, yeah, fact checked and trying to make it look like it was some right. third party thing, which it's not. Oh, it's just no. they knew that they would add to the confusion. Just yeah. kind of like when Trump claimed fake news as his own. Any news I don't like is fake news.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, let's just
0: add confusion and, and nullify a useful term like fact checking. Yeah. Oh, it just turned my stomach. Uh, yeah. That's Joseph Mercola. <laughs>
1: Well, Ross, don't worry. He was skeptical. Oh, was he? At first. Oh, good. Okay. About her thing, he that's was a good like, place to start. Exactly. He was, he was like, how could that possibly work? You know? <laughs> like, that's crazy.
0: <laughs> I, I would love to just kind of disentangle sort of that thought process of, I need to first establish that I was skeptical. <laughs> Let me at least...
1: I see why it's a rhetorical device, of course. Yeah,
0: I, I want to start where you are. That's how I started my journey too. I was, skeptical.
1: or even further away than you are, because then it proves that I like a lot of information had mm. to bring me up, even to the point of neutrality.
0: You're okay. You're right on the bubble. Mm-hmm. I was far to the other end of the Bible. Right,
1: right. I was I like, is that a over. bubble over there? <laughs> I hate it.
0: I can barely see it.
1: Yeah. So he was skeptical until he explored the science behind earthing, and now he's a believer.
0: <sighs> <laughs> a guy. I really don't like Joseph Mercola.
1: Then he explained a little bit, I think this is still Mercola speaking, explained about something called ATP, adenosine triphosphate, and he calls that the energy currency of the cell.
2: That's
0: correct.
1: He says this electrical energy is how we run our bodies. Okay. And I had just been reading about adenosine quite a bit And uh, why we sleep, this amazing sleep book I'm reading. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, obviously, an important part of our. Bodies. But also, again, something you can't just, none of the things in our bodies can you treat as heroes or villains entirely. They have right. jobs and then they can overdo their jobs.
0: Right. Like free radicals.
1: Uh-huh, you actually sure. do need those. Or insulin. Yeah. Water. I don't know. Anything.
0: It's even natural to find formaldehyde in the body. Mm-hmm. And people will freak out there's formaldehyde in this vaccine. Well, there's also formaldehyde in your body. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Calm down. <laughs> okay. Dosage is important, kind.
1: <laughs> or uh, arsenic and apples. That's yeah, a common. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so kind of far into this movie, we finally meet the inventor of Earthing, Clint Ober. I think you're a good halfway into it before you meet him, which oh, kind of surprised me. That is
0: interesting. Okay.
1: But, you know, he has this very interesting story. He started out, do you know, where his journey begins? That's
0: right. He was a cable TV guy. Yeah. Like an installer.
1: I immediately pictured Jim Carrey, um, the, <laughs> the cable, cable guy. guy with that, like, evil grin holding <laughs> up a cable, but with Clint Ober's face on it.
0: Clint Ober seems like a very benevolent personality. Like, a, Yeah, a
1: real sweetheart. Yeah.
0: He, he yeah. just, he looks like like a nice guy. You'd want to have a beer with him.
1: Sure, why not? But I again was thinking of Wim Hof as I was watching him in particular because these editors and this these directors did such a masterful job of just like Cutting around his sentences and going to B-roll and coming back so that Ah. they could get a coherent thought in there. Okay. But you can tell he's just going on all these little different side paths and, oh, that makes me think of this. And, well, I should explain that while I'm in thought. Now I'm coming (laughs) on back. And so then- Someone who's sitting there going, this this has to be just about an hour. We can't make it a lot more than an hour.
0: Can you imagine this... listening to people who just go off on tangents? Oh, my and... God. Oh. A
1: nightmare. <laughs> um, so Clint Ober explains that now that he has discovered grounding, which we'll get into how he did that, he has now catalyzed over 20 studies
0: Over 20.
1: Over 20 studies on grounding.
0: Is it 21?
1: So when I looked, Uh I counted, and it is 21. 21.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. It's old enough to have a beer with Clint Ober.
1: And by catalyzed, we mean he invented grounding, and people are doing studies about it. He's (laughs) not the author on any of them.
0: Oh, yeah. We'll see some of his studies in the book.
1: Mm, Okay, So yeah, as we said, he started out as a cable guy. He would install TV cable systems, basically came to realize that people were wearing rubber shoes, and that was probably keeping them from being properly grounded the same way that rubber, you know, insulates against electricity and blocks it.
0: So would you say, Carrie, I'm holding up my shoe because I'm shoeless while we record this, of Mm -hmm. course.
1: Mm -hmm. Thank you for being that.
0: You're welcome. Would you say that this shoe with its rubber sole Mm -hmm. is the most evil creation of all of mankind?
1: I would. And I know that that is a really big claim. But um, I would say it is the most destructive invention that man has ever made.
0: Okay, yes, the most destructive. Yes, correct. Mm -hmm. Forget the atom bomb. Mm -hmm. Yep. The hydrogen bomb, you know, out the window.
1: The gun. Nope, not that. (laughs) It's- Uh, Cars, oil fields. Nope, it is- (laughs) The noted Beatles album, Rubber Rubber Soul.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Probably my favorite album.
1: Me too. I think so. That's a good one.
0: That means it is objectively correct because we agreed. (laughs) That's the thing we'll get emails about from this episode.
1: (laughs) Whether that is the best one.
0: No, it's the White Album. How dare you?
1: (laughs) Okay, so he says, you know, it's one of those things that people are skeptical about. Until they do it, they think it can't be true, and then they realize that it's true. Mm-hmm. So now he sends us on a little trip down memory lane to where he grew up. Now, Clint Ober is a, I'm presuming, I didn't see his birth certificate, but appears to be a white man in like his late <laughs> 60s. Oh, yes. So he says that he grew up in Montana. Around, <laughs> Ross inhales deeply knowing what is coming. Yeah, Says, I grew up around Native American people primarily the Cheyenne and the crow and then (laughs) god and then the b-roll is just like coyote B roll of teepees, teepees. Yep. yeah, just you know, just like immediate, like you know, white persons magical Native Americans stuff.
0: Oh yeah, and it's funny because it reminds me a lot of Elron Hubbard's backstory. I think he ah. also had claims to have had early interaction with, I think, the Blackfoot tribe in Montana. Oh,
1: okay. I don't remember that. Totally believable that he said that.
0: He claimed he was a blood brother of the <laughs> Montana Blackfoot tribe, and they say we don't do that. That's not a thing.
1: Oh. they 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 said that they don't do Blood Brothers at all. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah.
0: He made that up. That's great.
1: That I'm glad someone asked him, up. though. Do you know who asked? Uh, I don't remember. Thank you, fact checker. Yeah, so he says he grew up among these people. He is from Montana. I'm sure that community exists there, and he knew some of these people. But you know, he makes it like an integral part of his growing up story. And he right. says his dad died young. They were already poor before he died, and now they lose their primary breadwinner. So it's a really tough time growing up. And he says, but you know, in Native American culture, nobody owns anything. <laughs> Again, white person's understanding of this thing that, you know, you've read like two picture books about as a tween. So then he says, but okay, one day one of my friend's sisters, this little Indian girl, that that's his phrasing, she had scarlet fever and she went to the doctors and she didn't get better. They just didn't know what to do. So they just took her home and nothing anybody could do for her would work. Everyone was very sad, and so one of the elders, I'll never forget this, one of the elders dug a pit, built a fire, and sat with her for days. I think in the pit.
0: Yeah, maybe? I think he he described this in the book as well. Oh, okay, and yeah, it sounded like there was kind of a shallow pit dug in the ground, and she just sort of lay in it and okay. took time to sleep and have fits of okay feeling awful, but uh-huh. they rode through it, and then she was a okay.
1: Okay, yeah, and then he said he said this went on for days. And then he said, the next thing we knew, after days, hmm. the next thing we knew, she was just up and running around. She was okay. It was just totally awesome. Okay. Yeah. So also, I love using both the thought... It took several days and the next thing we knew. Oh, yeah. All right. Well,
0: we didn't <laughs> Sounds know anything for like there's a lot of intervening days.
1: things, but okay. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> I did email <laughs> the PR people for about the Cheyenne and the Crow Nations uh, to ask about this. Both websites were like, we're in the middle of a COVID disaster. You know, so oh, it's like I probably won't get a response. They might have
0: bigger issues.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. But if we hear back, we'll let you know. So his other story about his interactions with them is that one day he went home with one of his friends to his friend's teepee and the mom said to the son, take those shoes off, they'll make you sick. Right. And he, at the time, you know, didn't know what that meant. But now looking back, he realizes, you know, so the wisdom ancient of,
0: wisdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of their close connection to nature.
1: Yeah. So he's, you know, he's putting all this together in his mind and he's been doing all this grounding work with, with the cable TVs and he starts to notice that All these people around him are wearing synthetic sold shoes. Mm. Wait a minute. Maybe. So he realizes that shoes are actually the single thing that happened. This is a direct quote. The single thing that happened that probably caused the proliferation of inflammation-related health disorders far and above anything else.
0: Okay. All right.
1: Yep. I assume he goes into this in the book, but he talks about why and how you ground a cable if you're putting in cable for a TV. And then, you know, he just has this, this miracle realization. Oh my gosh, we need to be grounded too. Because if we aren't, we absorb
0: bad emf
1: yeah (gasps) emfs Uh, they're all around us all these things we turn on those mfs exactly those emfers (laughs) and he says you know ungrounded signals wreak havoc on a radio signal and the same thing might be happening to our bodies might be might be (laughs) <laughs> um, good, good word choice there. <laughs> so he moves from Billings to Denver. He's still working for this cable company, but, you know, all these thoughts are just in his mind. This place he moved to in Denver, that company created the first cable modem. Fancy. Yeah. So that's cool. So, you know, he becomes very rich.
0: Yeah. In the book, he talks about just how wealthy he was. He had this, you know, mansion. Mm-hmm. Of a house mm-hmm. Then he gives it all up
1: Yeah so he has this Fancy home Cars A lot of art, art And actually work. It started reminding me Of Jerry Powell's stories You know oh, oh, yeah. I had all this stuff But it wasn't enough
0: yeah, There was a little shot Of him saying I had uh, $250,000 worth of art Hanging over the commode In my bathroom
1: Because there was Nowhere else to put and it And they
0: had a visual of that And I was like Is that the piece of artwork Or is this B-roll What's going on
1: Because <laughs> this doesn't Look that good So yeah you're right He does give everything up And the The reason is, does he go into the reason in the book? He wants to
0: go find himself. He sets out on the road. He buys an RV.
1: There's a bit of a catalyst before that. So the story is so strange and unspecific. I had to pause this so many times. Oh,
0: oh, about what happened to him physically.
1: Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay, He does go into this. Well, I'm curious to hear how it's put there because in the movie he says, I was attending a lot of Christmas parties and I got sick. (laughs) one Sunday I couldn't get out of bed and I was turning yellow my eyes were yellow everything was yellow and so they took me to an emergency room they couldn't figure out what was wrong but I was losing everything my liver was shutting down I was only 49 and they said you need to think about getting your house in order because you're young enough to get a new liver but you might not have time I was on an IV, every type of antibiotic you can probably inject into a person, and they said they had talked to a surgeon and they wanted to experiment with whether there was a way they could go in and cut out all of the liver that had been damaged, which was the majority of it, and I agreed, because I'd have no option. So, you know, he recovers, everything's fine, but... I was like, "Is this alcohol poisoning? What is th-? like that story is nuts." I went to Christmas parties, and the next part of my story is I'm losing my liver. What happened here?
0: He gives some more detail here. He says, "I developed a serious abscess in my liver from a root canal procedure," and I. Whoa! Yeah, I know. <laughs> Carrie's looking hard to the upper right. Corner of the room. I'm
1: just trying to square that with this other part of his story.
0: 80% of my liver was badly compromised. So there's an infection that spread through his body.
1: Right. Okay, I can believe that much.
0: All of his organs were malfunctioning to a cellular level.
1: (laughs) Does it say that? No. Okay. (laughs) It should, though. Why then did he mention going to a bunch of Christmas parties? Did he have the root (laughs) canal at a Christmas party? (laughs)
0: So that was
1: your first mistake, sir. He met
0: a dentist at one of the Christmas parties- (laughs) seemed integral
1: god so weird okay so anyway it's one of those classic stories where he recovers he realizes and you know this is the really beautiful part of the story he realizes like oh yeah I almost died and like All of this stuff that I've been trying to protect and has been so important to my sense of identity, I am going to die. None of it's going to follow me and I should be racking up experiences instead of things. And So it takes him like a year to recover and then he's like, I'm going to take a trip across the country. I'm going to get an RV and I'm going to do the Woody Harrelson thing and just drive around the country now. (laughs) He ends up in Sedona where all good new age people end up and one day his computer keeps crashing and he's like i know that that's caused by static electricity i don't know how he knew that but he says he did so i put a piece of tape across my desk and grounded it and then i realized the outlet wasn't grounded so i fixed that and then the next day I was outside and I saw a tour bus come by and people came off the bus and I guess they had been to like an outlet mall and they had all bought Nikes. They're all carrying like, (laughs) you know, identical white Nikes with them, which made me think I was like, heaven's gate. Does that make sense? No.
0: He thought shoes, outlet.
1: (laughs) No. Yeah. So suddenly he was like, oh, this is his big aha moment. Oh, is it possible that humans are no longer naturally grounded because of our synthetic shoes? Oh, my God. Is it possible? Is it possible? That is a
0: question that can be posed.
1: (laughs) That's a good place to start. So he laid down some duct tape on his bed. He connected that to a wire. He put the wire out the window. He put it into a grounding rod in the ground. And now he was grounded. And that night, he was able to sleep without Advil, which he could only do sometimes.
0: Amazing.
1: That's right, people. (laughs) Only do sometimes.
2: (laughs)
0: This sometimes happens that and it night, happened that he night. He was
1: able to do a thing that only happens <laughs> sometimes.
0: <laughs> Wait, doesn't that night fall within the set of sometimes?
1: I think so. I would say yes. Okay. As it was a time and there was some of it.
0: I'm skeptical, but it's a good place to start. <laughs>
1: So now he's, oh boy, he's on it. It has become his obsession. He goes to a medical library to study up. And he realizes that medicine hasn't figured out so much stuff. They haven't figured out the cause of all kinds of diseases like chronic pain, MS, oh, what arthritis. What are they know?
0: Useless.
2: And they
1: haven't figured out the cures. Hello. So he goes to <laughs> UCLA and he goes and tells them his theory. Mm -hmm. I've got it, you guys. We can cure all the illnesses down to the cellular level (laughs) by taking grounding rods and putting them out the window and then connecting them to your bed. And he says, and they laughed me off campus for suggesting such a thing. They said, get out of here. Go away. You're nuts. So he put together his own study. So he found a physicist to help him test his theory on 60 subjects And the reports that came in were just unbelievable, Ross. They were unbelievable. And then he shows us like a thermography.
0: Ooh, yeah, like a little heat scan of some feet. Mm -hmm. And there's like four sets of two feet. Yeah, this looks very scientific.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We're not really told exactly what happens in this study or whether it's blinded or what the methodology is, but someone with TMJ the jaw thing yeah they said their pain got better uh someone's pms got better yes i do feel like over time your pms is bound to get better <laughs> everybody reported sleeping better okay and so now a lot of scientists were very interested <laughs> so yeah he says now a lot of scientists were very interested and then the very next talking head is a person saying like every good scientific discovery Nobody was interested. They all thought he was crazy.
0: Oh, the editors were doing so well, and then they (laughs) slipped up.
1: Okay, so then Stephen Sinatra enters our story. He tells Clint, you need to look at chronic inflammation if you want to understand this. Chronic pain and chronic inflammation are linked. He actually treats them sort of as synonyms in this context. Okay. And then Sinatra explains that our bodies are full of gel, and the gel has collagen. The gel is made up of collagen. And that has a huge surface area throughout the body that absorbs electrons and releases them when you have an injury.
0: Interesting. Okay.
1: Uh, Yeah, I was trying to make sense of that. I was like, well, I guess when you have an injury, like, yeah, your your white blood cells go there and you do heat up. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah.
0: Why are you calling it gel? Plasma?
1: Yeah, he was saying the collagen is in the gel. Uh, It's a collagen gel. Well,
0: maybe you know something I don't.
1: Maybe. So anyway, Clint summarizes all this astonishing science by saying, if the body is grounded, you cannot have inflammation.
0: Oh, that's a big claim. That is
1: a big claim, Ross. Wow. I can't?
0: You can't.
1: I can't. Well, this is a solution for everything then. Yeah,
0: what has Wim Hof been doing then?
1: Right? Anyway. So, oh yeah, we also keep jumping back to this one guy who mentions that he's a PhD and is sitting in front of a bookcase I'm fairly confident we never learned his name or his job.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah,
1: I think. Unless I just totally missed it. But I kept having to refer to him as bookcase guy in my notes. (laughs) So his theory, bookcase guy's theory, is that electrons enter the body and coat our red blood cells so that they repel each other and can't clump which thins your blood and your blood pressure goes down. he says, so maybe that is the cause of all of this. We all just need thinner blood. And, you know, it's just like taking an aspirin or something. This thins your blood and cures basically all the problems. Oh,
0: right. I remember the thinner blood thing. Okay. Yeah.
1: And then we're shown this that, image. That there's I've loved. so
0: many mechanisms that are being brought up here and none of them are being brought across the finish line. It's just, yes, here's exactly. another way that you can, Im- you can imagine these electrons improving the condition of your body.
1: Right. Okay. But But, but Dale, if that's true, that completely contradicts what Stephen said. Yeah, or, so what's happening you there? You do remember
0: this <laughs> documentary was still running 10 minutes ago and people said other things.
1: <laughs> not that it's not okay to have hypotheses, but let's get somewhere with all these questions. Here's an image okay. to help you understand this blood thing.
0: Yeah, we've got male, 42 years old, and the image is split on the left half before grounding. And uh, it looks like a almost blank black space, except there's some floating white cell looking things. And then on the right hand side, two hours after grounding, oh my goodness, there's so many white things floating in the black space.
1: Confusing. Because
0: Yeah, wasn't for, it supposed to thin your blood? Yeah. This it was looks, supposed to thin your blood. So it's like this a is, coagulation of anything. This
1: is yep. If this is your blood, which it does not say it just says male forty two years old.
2: Oh. Um,
1: then it proves the opposite of what they're saying. But anyway, also I just love labeling this Male, forty two years old. He sure does look different, doesn't he?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'd hardly recognize him in the second shot. <laughs> I, I wouldn't didn't even recognize
1: know he was him a man in the first shot or a shot. human. Okay, so then bookcase guy says, and I was just thinking on the way here, like to this interview, mm-hmm. that maybe the blood thinning is what's responsible for all these miraculous treatments. Maybe on the way here. <laughs> <laughs> You're an expert in a movie with yeah. sky on the way here.
0: That's a good point. Yeah, bad time to be having these revelations. <laughs> and then <laughs> I the thought
1: directors I'd, left that part in?
0: I thought I'd go from my off-the-cuff thought to encoded in a film.
1: <laughs> right. This is and worth then the sharing with everybody. Like, we know how to do a J-cut. We know how to do an L-cut. <laughs> we could just take out that part of his sentence, but no. We're gonna let you know it was on the way <laughs> here. Yeah, you could
0: have left the speculation and removed its origin. Mm-hmm. Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope.
1: <sighs> okay. Anyway, also. You know, now I'm trying to match this with everything else I've learned. Okay, so the little girl at the beginning, did she have high blood pressure? It didn't sound like she had
0: high blood pressure. And Do do the Native Americans have thinner low blood? Low
1: blood pressure? Yeah, how does this compare to aspirin? Because that thins your blood. And also, you're not supposed to take it under a certain age. And, and you why aren't they responding
0: have... to my email? Because they're having a health crisis. If they can't get <laughs> inflammation, because they have ancient wisdom oh, yeah, that keeps them grounded all the time. I'm so confused.
1: <laughs> yeah, also low blood pressure can be bad, by the way. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then they tell us what the most impressive study is and it's this one called electrical grounding improves vagal tone in preterm infants this is not an area in which i am knowledgeable at all but they explained that vagal tone is an important marker of health in infants okay maybe so i don't know but in this study they grounded various infants in in, an icu a natal intensive care unit and they're the ones who got it. Their vagal tone got better. Okay. I'm just thinking
0: of all these infants, like, you're grounded. You're grounded.
1: (laughs) Right. And, yeah, I was just like, I want to know the story around this study because, like, they're busy in a NICU, so what – how did this happen? And then he says, like, and that can't be the placebo effect. The babies don't know.
0: Oh, I see. People say that all the time with animals, too. Mm -hmm. You can't uh, have placebo with an animal.
1: Completely not noticing the other brain involved in this, which is Mm -hmm. you, the observer. Right. Okay, so anyway – bookcase guy says that he tells athletes to ground themselves for 15 minutes before a game or a match so that if they fall down, they won't have inflammation at all.
0: Sounds testable.
1: Yeah, I know. I kept thinking like, okay, so I should ground myself and then try to break my leg and see if I can. But then I was like, oh, but Carrie, you're going to break your leg. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> physics still applies done yeah
1: shoot so yeah someone has a good idea of how to test this without yeah. seriously hurting ourselves how far
0: do we want to go for this podcast
1: okay so the last thing of note in this movie is of course testimonials oh yes we get testimonials from the actress Meryl Hemingway
0: again this feels so cookie cutter to me yes oh totally now, now we've set you up let's get these beautiful people telling you how this has made their lives better.
1: Which is not useless, but your science should set the framework, and this should be the cherry on top. It should not be the meat of the thing. Yeah. and Don't put cherries on meat. Sounds gross. Yeah. So, Muriel Hemingway and her husband use it.
0: Just saw her in a movie last night.
1: Oh, okay. Excellent. And... She mentions, you know, she's the granddaughter of Ernest Hemingway, mm-hmm. who died by suicide. Mm. She says, and and that actually was like a rampant problem in my family. My sister died that way, you know, obviously like a big family mental health crisis. Mm-hmm. And she attributes that in part to the family not being in touch with the nature enough, just being sort of homebodies, not getting out and doing enough and whatnot, which already seems like a maybe a bit of a stretch, but I don't know, not in her family. But then to go from there to the grounding thing seems like a really big leap, and that's not dealt with.
0: They needed some glide path to get from her grandfather to grounding.
1: Yeah. But since she's been doing it, she feels a lot better, a lot more connected, and- well, good. Right. Good for her. I definitely recommend going out in nature when you need some grounding, but it's a different kind. Hi, Mariel. Um, hi, Mariel. Yeah, if you're listening, I'd love to talk to you. I don't
0: know any Mariels.
1: Yeah, me neither. All right. Wow. And then Amy Smart, also an actress, she's in there. She also uses grounding. And she says when she does really long shoots, like many hour days on a film set, all those microphones and things will make her so tired. The if you microphones do, if you do like it- an 18-hour shoot- and at the end, and sh- it's <laughs> those all those microphones and
0: they those EMFers.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, so Nothing
0: she, else could have made me tired after right. 18 hours of <laughs> <Right>. standing,
1: <laughs> delivering lines, under
0: hot lights.
1: Right. And then we get a few, you know, ordinary people or non famous people. So this one woman who uses a wheelchair, she has less pain thanks to her niece sending her a grounding kit. Okay. But like, she's still, she's still using her wheelchair. Right, You know, you posited this as like a cure-all. So then we meet like several other people from an alt-medicine expo who also are having similar results. And finally, we return to the daughter of the filmmakers. How is she doing? How is she doing? Great.
0: Oh, good. Glad to hear it.
1: That's it. We don't ever find out what she had, how things got better. And they even nod to, well, could it just be that she grew out of it? Yeah, but maybe she's growing up grounded.
0: Ah, just putting it out there.
1: Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, this movie should just be called Maybe. Yeah, I could just have a person shrugging on the front.
0: I was skeptical, but yeah. maybe. <laughs>
1: But maybe. And that is my movie review.
0: Fantastic. Great movie review. Clap, clap,
1: clap, 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 clap. Well,
0: um, I think we've got more to tell about grounding slash earthing. Uh, I'll tell you more about the book and me running around with a multimeter. <laughs> and more to say. So we'll be back next week with part two of our earthing investigation.
1: And thank you to everybody who became a member. Oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs>
0: thank you so much to everyone who supported. Uh, you blew us away with your support. We got to 2,730?
1: Something like that. We didn't quite make the Exorcist reading. Not
0: quite, but-, but
1: we're doing the live Psychic Colin show with at least one Colin.
0: Yeah, we've already got some Collins engaged, and we'll be producing our Advanced Academy of Deliverance mm-hmm. episodes. Mm-hmm. As well as
1: our album of hymns and worship songs.
0: Yes. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. So lots of fun stuff coming your way. And um, yeah, thank you so much for making this show possible for the coming year.
1: Yeah, and for paying for this weird shit we've got.
0: Yeah, all of these strange contraptions that we bought, these extra cables that are floating around uh, are all thanks to you.
1: (laughs) Well, that's it for our show. Our theme music is by Brian Keith Dalton.
0: Our administrative manager is Ian Kramer.
1: This episode was edited by Ross Blotcher.
0: You've supported us at MaximumFun.org slash join because you are awesome. Thanks for doing that.
1: But if you haven't yet, you still could. You still can. And I don't think you'll be counted in the drive, though. You but won't. You'll be counted in my heart. You
0: won't get the pins, but you you will still get the bonus content. Yeah. So if you're like, I, I still want that,
1: mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you can still sign up.
2: That's true. That's true.
0: And you can always tell a friend. You can post a positive review. You know, you don't even have to write anything fancy. You can just leave a five-star review. That's true. That makes us look spiffy to others.
1: Mm-hmm. And you can follow us on social media if you're into it. We have Twitter at twitter.com slash We have
0: facebook at fb.com slash o-n-r-a-c
1: and remember and it improved greatly and i went back to playing tennis not as good as before but, but pretty good anyway it just changed my life i didn't have the worries that i had before that something bad might happen if i kept trying to do things i should just go ahead and try everything
0: This is the biggest development I've seen in the medical field in my five decades in public health and my three decades in the clinical trial field in medical devices. I just have a hard time believing this is a uh, placebo effect. We have wasted this world. Our magic put a storm in the sky that has rendered the surface of our planet uninhabitable. But beneath the surface, well, that's another story entirely. In a city built leagues below the apocalypse, survivors of the storm forge paths through a strange new world. Some seek salvation for their homeland above. Others seek to chart the vast undersea expanse outside the city's walls. And others
2: still seek what else? Fortune and glory. Dive into the Ether Sea, the latest campaign from the Adventure Zone, every other Thursday on
0: MaximumFun.org or wherever you listen to podcasts. The
2: 2021 pin sale has begun. Thank you so much to everyone who participated in the Max Fund Drive. This is the last year for a while that we'll be doing pins for Max Fund Drive and the fifth year that we'll be selling pins and donating all proceeds to charity. The past year proved what we already knew that having access to the internet at home is a necessity for work School, healthcare, and keeping in touch with family and friends. So, the proceeds from this year's PIN sale will go towards Everyone On, a nonprofit working to bridge the digital divide. We're grateful that with your support, we'll be able to help low income folks gain access to affordable computers, internet services, and digital literacy programs. The sale will run until May 28th. Folks at the $10 monthly level and above will have access to all of the PINs from the drive. That's 38 PINs, one from every show on the network. Work. We also have a special 2021 Max Fund Drive pin that all members can purchase. Go to maximumfundorg pin sale for more info. And to learn more about Everyone On and support them directly, you can go to EveryoneOn.org. MaximumFun.org.
1: Comedy and culture. Artist owned.
0: Audience supported.